0: Welcome to Gulf Life Now, where you can learn about all things real estate and life on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Your host is Bill Anderson, who includes his considerable knowledge and personal experiences about relocating to the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Whether you're buying, selling, or just interested in living on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, this podcast is for you. Thanks for coming back to Gulf Life Now's podcast. I'm going to talk to you today about end-of-year tax strategies uh, for actually anyone but particularly for investors people who have invested in residential rental property of any type short-term long-term and uh, all of you actually can benefit from the things we're going to talk about here Uh, it's coming up to the end of the year right now and uh, this is actually the best time to start planning for taxes you should actually start planning for taxes in January Uh, however as we get closer to the end of the year there are a few months remaining when you can do some things to reduce your tax burden. By the way, this is brought to you by Logan Anderson Gulf Coastal Realty. If you're in the market to buy a property, invest in a property on the Mississippi Gulf Coast or sell your property, please give us a call. Check our website at Logan Anderson, LLC.com, dot LLC.com. Well, now that that commercial's over with, let's dive into the uh, reason that we're here to talk about today. And that is to reduce the amount of taxes that you've got to pay to the federal government. I don't know enough about your state to talk about state taxes. However, many states that have a state tax program somewhat follow the federal regulations so if the federal government makes a change the states tend to follow at least to some extent and of course the best thing to do here is to check with your CPA to be sure I'm just giving you some information that you can use to talk to your CPA about and also for you to start gathering some information and some actions that you have to take you no one can do those for you your CPA your advisor uh, these are things you have to do yourself So we're going to start out by explaining the changes in the tax law uh, that took place at the end of 2017. Actually, it's called the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act of 2017. Uh, A lot of people complained about that uh, change in the tax law because they were worried they were going to lose a lot of money and that kind of thing. Well, you know, it just all worked out. uh, And in fact, uh, everybody saved money because they reduced the number of brackets from 7 to 4, and they lowered the rates in nearly all of those, and the highest rate was lowered also. So a lot of people saved a lot of money. Now, the important thing to remember is that this bill was not set in perpetuity. As a matter of fact, at the end of next year, which is 2024, this bill will expire unless it is extended. And if you have been paying any attention to the news, and I'm only giving you what I have seen in the news, the Democrats will probably terminate this, or at least let it just sunset and not make any changes. It will go back and revert to the old uh, tax law uh, if they are in power uh, when these uh, national elections come up. If the Republicans are in power, they will probably... Uh, ...extend it, maybe for another 10 years. Maybe they will make it permanent until Congress makes another change again. That's where things stand right now. And if we look at where the political situation is, it's probably balanced right about in the middle. So if you don't want to take any risks... You still have some time to make changes. So you have the, this tax year of 2023, and then you also have the tax year of 2024 to make some changes to what you do. Uh, to uh, and, and this is again not just for investors, for everybody else as well. But let me go into a couple of the things that were incorporated into that tax uh, bill. Uh, One of them is a massive standard deduction. It was over-doubled, actually, and if you're a senior, it's even more than that, uh, which means that many people didn't need to file the long form anymore and the itemized deductions. They could file a shorter form because they didn't have enough deductions to qualify. Uh, The standard deduction was good enough for them, so that helped them save some money. Now, if you have lots and lots and lots of deductions, you have to also look at that because there are some changes in what you can deduct, and now we get to the property side. There's a maximum of $10,000 that you can deduct for property taxes, any kinds of government fees, you know, and so if you have a property, for example, you may live in a real high-tax state such as California, and you have a property tax rate of say $15,000 the maximum you can deduct is 10 uh if you are paying income taxes for example in California and they are 15,000 the maximum you can deduct is 10 so for some of the population the tax changes were not good all the way around although there were some other benefits that some of those people could have taken and should have taken if they knew about them Uh, One of them was the uh, increased depreciation deductions. Now, for many people that I'm talking to today who just own a few properties, this is not a big deal. But for a lot of people, the qualified uh, deductions went from $510,000 to $1 million that you could deduct uh, for depreciation. And that may be uh, very helpful if you own some larger properties, for example, some fourplexes or maybe some uh, apartment buildings. And if you're in that category, then you need to talk to your CPA about taking the maximum depreciation deductions while you still can probably the biggest thing you need to take advantage of is the lower uh, corporate uh, tax rate. Now, most of you won't have corporations. You're going to have LLCs. You're going to have uh, subchapter S's. And a subchapter S may qualify depending on the status of that subchapter S. Uh, but there, nevertheless, there's a lower tax rate. Uh, also, the 20% Deduction for pass-through income, which was created for small businesses that are LLCs and subchapter S's, for example. Those are pass-through businesses. Um, there are opportunities for some that are listening to take advantage of that 20% deduction uh, f- through, for their income tax. That is huge. If you had $100,000 that you owed in taxes, you can take 20000 right off the top. <laughs> However, uh, this is a caveat. Uh, You have to be very careful when it comes to property. You have to be engaged in this as a business. That doesn't mean that you can have a rental on the side and have that work for you, unless that rental property is part of another business entity of some kind. And I can't get into all the details here because it's too complicated, except to say, That if you talk to your CPA, the CPA can step you through it. Now, I have talked to a number of investors who are telling me that they're going to go for it. They're going to try to take that deduction. And uh, at least one or two that I've talked to, I don't think they're going to qualify for it from what I understand about it. And it's a bit risky. In fact, uh, when you read about it anywhere, uh, it'll always say that it's really up to you and the IRS. So the IRS could step in and say, no, we don't agree with your your reasoning for taking this 20% deduction for pass-through income. Now, this is a big deal. So if it's possible for you to take it, you should take it. But many people who invest in real estate are not full-time in real estate. And they can't justify the number of minimum number of hours. I think it's around 250 hours a year or more, especially if they use a property management company. Now they can still use a property management company, and they can still qualify for this as long as they are invested in in terms of time and effort. Uh, but again, that's something you talk to your CPA. And I don't want to drag this on anymore. But let's get into the other things that you can do. Let's talk about your retirement plans, okay? Um, And you might have moved over a, a 401k into an IRA. And what you need to do if you're over 55 and a half, where you're not subject to a penalty, is to move that money out of that IRA at intervals to keep you from paying income tax on it. And what I mean by that is that you can put that money into a Roth IRA, but there are limits on the amount that you can put in there depending on your uh, circumstances, whether you're married or single. And each year, you can move money from the, um, the IRA, which is you have to pay tax on it. Remember, you deferred that tax. Uh, and you can move it into the Roth IRA. Um, now, what you need to do is take a look at your tax the amount of taxes you think you're going to pay, and you can move money there until the point where you might have to pay taxes. So let's say, for example, you can uh, earn as much as $60,000 without paying a penny of tax because of this big standard deduction, you know, for a a married couple and the portion of Social Security that's not taxed, etc. Uh, then you can move some money over so if you have earned say 55,000 and the limit were 60 you could move five thousand dollars from that IRA over to that Roth IRA uh, without paying federal income tax on it and you want to do that each year find out what that gap is now even if that gap is for example uh, larger let's say that you uh, can earn up to sixty thousand dollars without paying taxes and you earned But you want to take advantage of these lower tax rates here because you think that in 2025, the tax rates are going to go back to higher rates. Then you might want to move more money from your IRA into your Roth IRA sooner rather than later. So if you're going to pay a 3% or, or so reduction in taxes, assuming that the taxes go up in 2025, uh, then you'll benefit from moving that money each one of these final two years before the uh, tax sunsets. So that's something to consider. None of us have a crystal ball. We don't know what Congress is going to do. So this is an opportunity for you to do that. For any of you who are managing a business, of course, you need to take advantage of all of these new tax advantages before the end of the year. That means if you spend the money, it's going to be deductible this year or next year. And if your CPA tells you that there are better benefits to spend the money this year than there are next year or next year rather than 2025, then you have something to consider there. Uh, Same thing with buying or selling investment property. You want to try to bridge that. So if you want to sell your investment property, for example, but you've earned a lot of money this year, you might want to put it up for sale and try to get that sale to take place after January 1st for next year, uh, at least to start out with that income you have to declare next year, and maybe you can do some things to move that uh, potential income around to be pushed out for the following year for example so there's a definite tax strategy you need to develop and you have enough time to do that Uh, now there's nothing wrong with paying less taxes paying no taxes that's a problem Uh, but reducing your taxes taking advantage of all the tax codes that's a smart thing to do so don't wait until December to do something for example if you want to sell some stocks or bonds Watch your market now. Take advantage of any dips that come that are coming along. You have a few months to be able to do that. But if you dump your stocks in December like a lot of other people do, you may find that you're selling them at a lower rate than you need to. Same thing with selling property. For example, uh, property sales rates tend to fluctuate depending on the time of the year also. And if you want to sell a property, you think it's going to take a long time because you put a high price on it, you may want to start that process now if you need to sell it before the end of the year. So I'm just here to tell you to start thinking about this. I have no strategy for you per se, except to bring up some of these items for you to consider. Uh, But I think talking to your CPA, and I keep saying CPA, some people use a tax person. Uh, and some tax people are very good. They've been doing it for decades, for example. But if you're a business owner or you have investment property, I suggest that you talk to a CPA who has knowledge of that. Uh, it's important that they understand all of the rules and regulations that apply to businesses, as many bookkeepers and tax preparation people do not. So a CPA can give you advice The others probably cannot. They can process everything that you have and make sure that you pay the right taxes, etc. But if you want some advice on tax planning, you need to go to someone who is more of an expert on that. And do it sooner rather than later because those people are going to be real busy coming up before the end of the year. Now, my CPA that I've been with for uh, decades, uh, they are pretty busy toward the very end of the year, with people talking about last-minute tax strategies. And then, of course, right after the beginning of the year, they're buried, and you won't be able to really talk to them. Now, some tax strategies, you have time uh, between January and the April due date for the taxes, unless they push them out for some reason. Um, But you should know that so you can take advantage if you have the opportunity to put more money in any one of your retirement plans for example your Roth IRA you can generally do it before April so if this is 2023 you have till April 2024 to make that deposit Um, doesn't hurt to make it earlier if you expect that you want to make some money on it uh, but just make sure that you have taken advantage of putting away the maximum amount that you can particularly back to what I said earlier, transferring funds from your IRA, paying the taxes at the lower rate and filling up that Roth IRA, which is not going to be subject to future taxes. So that's the topic for today. I hope it's helped some of you. Um, Don't forget to get on this. A lot of people just keep putting it off and I'm bringing it up to you early enough that you can give some consideration to how you can save some big dollars by planning ahead well thank you for coming again to Gulf life now's podcast a service of logan anderson llc our website is logan anderson llc that's l-o-g-a-n-a-n-d-e-r-s-o-n com. we'd love to be able to help you we have a lot of blog articles on there too that you can read about and learn more about not only real estate, but other uh, topics uh, like the roof on your house, for example. Thanks for coming, and we hope you come back to the next one.